welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. An American soldier came home today Wrapped up as cargo in an American flag He asked for one sweet silent symbol on his grave But the vegan said, sorry son, request denied Well, he served as any other with his hands and with his heart. He prayed to Father Sky, he bowed down to Mother Earth. He honored air and water and the fire he danced around. But you didn't honor him before you put him in the ground. It's a symbol, it's a sign, it stands for everything divine. Excuse me, sir, I think you're wrong. I checked him the last time I read the doctrine. It said practicing your faith is not a crime. So let this soldier rest, honor his request. You sent that little girl crying home from school. Told her she was evil and she disobeyed the rules. are free to wear their crucifix and she knows that if you catch her that you'll have her expelled she's frightened every member of her family's gone to hell she's all messed up she's five years old she doesn't know her rights but her daddy is a lawyer so get ready for the fight
I lost a part of my identity because I really identified as a touring artist. And that was my social life. It was how I connected with people. It's how I got inspiration. I traveled a lot and it just ground to a halt. So I've been really dancing with this new way of being, new way of approaching my art and my career and my life. So there's a lot of challenges in that. And there was a blessing in that too, because if if things would not have shifted in the world, I probably would still be doing it the way I was doing it, which truth be told was unsustainable. And I didn't even realize how unsustainable it was until I stopped. And it was clear to me after maybe three or four months, my nervous system actually calmed down. And I didn't realize that I was in a state of fight or flight all the time, adjusting to where am I going next? Where am I staying tonight? Where's the show? What's the set list for tonight? Oh no, we need to pick up batteries so that the guitar will work. You know, it was constant, constant, constant adjusting and problem solving and negotiating time and space and people. And when I came off the road, it helped me see just how taxing that was on my body and my being. And so people are asking me now, now that things are opening up, are you excited to tour? I'm like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) Like, you would have to make it so attractive for me to want to go out there and do it again. Certainly not that way. So what I'm doing now is really focusing on the online concerts, the online presence, my Patreon account, which thank you so much to my Patreon subscribers. That has been what has kept me going And so I've continued to create, continued to do concerts, mostly online. And now I am also moved my life to a new state just recently. And that is a huge adjustment for me. And my next step is to take a step back from all the doing, the have tos, the the pressure, the constant performing, 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 and focusing on more of the business end of the career all of the stuff that I've always had to drop instantly because the show was always the priority. The show was like the goddess saying, do this now. And now I can say, okay, I don't have to drop everything to the show. I can actually focus on some of the things that I need to shore up so that I can be more successful, like my publishing, like my streaming um, and getting monetary results from all that I have already created. So that's been my focus and creating content for my Patreon fans and subscribers. So I write and record a song every week for them. And I'm a little behind on songs, but that's what I'm able to do now that I'm grounded after the move. And that's what's happening. Now, all that said, I miss performing live so freaking much. And that's the part of the identity that I feel like where is that part of me that thrives so much on the connection with the audience and the playfulness and the, the comedy part of what I do and the you know, so many artists I'm sure could relate to when we perform to screens, there's, there's no applause. There's, there's that energy exchange that we don't get. And so I miss it terribly. Uh, please do not get me wrong. I do not miss the stresses and the challenges of the road that were really wearing down my nervous system and my health and my well-being. So you know, it's a mix. It's a mixed yeah. bag. And that's where it is in this moment. And I think, as you said it earlier, you know, the, the world shifted, the whole world shifted. Because for a lot of us that have been doing stuff online for a long time, 
it was like, okay, it's just the one part that is missing. And I, I remember when you came on a couple of years ago, that's what we focus on. And because you were the pioneer, you've been doing this online stuff since I've met you, you know, you've been doing um, the Patreon and the concerts and the venues, uh, online stuff and producing and creating and doing your YouTube and et cetera, et cetera. So that's the Celia that I remember. And then I met you in person, I don't know, just a few years ago when I actually got to see you. The lovely photo we used uh, to promote this, uh, this podcast is when we met in person a couple of times. But I, I, for one, I'm glad that you have the chance to sit down and do stuff your way and do stuff your way for your online um, Patreon and followers. Because I know you have tons, you have hundreds and hundreds of material that you cannot share it all at a concert. So those people that are your, in your Patreon uh, world they have access to every single one of them. How do people, for those who don't know what Patreon is, which I really doubt somebody don't know, but for those who might be a little bit lost, remind us what is Patreon and how they access your Patreon. Oh, thank you. Yes. It, surprisingly enough, there's a lot of people out there who are still, still don't know what it is. And so it's, it's wonderful to be able to explain and express that there is a platform called Patreon where artists, creators, comic strip creators, people who do podcasts, any, any kind of creative person can create content for a subscription base. So think patron and Patreon is how this P-A-T-R-E-O-N is how they spell it. And for myself, what I use it for is to be able to provide content to my fans. And then there's different tiers of levels of patronage. So every, we are from $1, which is thank you for supporting me, uh, up to $50, where they get a personalized song um, recorded for them. And for me, the most popular tiers are the $5 tier and the $10 tier. $5 is you get a song every month. Uh, and then the $10 tier is you get a song every week. And then the $20 tier is they get to be part of the concert club. So they're never asked to contribute to the concerts. And when I do online concerts, they just get that access. And they're part of a Facebook group where they get access to all those concerts all in one place. So that's how I use it. Um, it was pretty advantageous when I decided to provide a song every week. But I put that in conjunction with the Soul Writers Songwriter Group that I am part of, where we get a prompt every week and we write a song from that prompt. And then I make those songs available to my Patreon subscribers as well. And the way you find my Patreon is patreon.com slash Celia Farron. That's C-E-L-I-A-F as in Frank, A-R-R-A-N as in Nancy. And I so adore it when we get new Patreon subscribers and so grateful to the ones that I have that allow me to keep making music for you all. And I think it's a great love letter to the artists, you know, if you like the artists enough, and I know you all like Celia because that's why you're here. I love her to death. I just love your music. I have this uh, phenomenon and we have uh, rest the case that it's just a, a, a neuro, neural something reaction to the brain. But every time I hear you sing, I just cry. It's just your voice moves 
something in me that is like, ah, so artistic. I love your music. I love uh, everything that you do. And I love that we're friends, but I love your art. And if you love her art as much as I do, go sign up for the Patreon, get your weekly song <laughs> or, or twice uh, a month or whatever. And uh, it goes from $5 to 50. So you cannot miss, you know, um, other than Patreon, I know you've been doing and Patreon and the online you were doing already before the Pangea. No, no, we're not going to call Pangea. The pandemic. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you also been doing a lot of changes in your life. You moved. You're yeah. not you're not uh, couch surfing, life surfing, United States surfing anymore. <laughs> you're you're stable. Uh, this is like it blows my mind that you're stable and then where you went. Yeah. Well, first, I want to say one more thing about Patreon and I'm happy Please. to answer that. Um, one thing I re neglected to say was that there are over 170 songs there on Patreon and people are asking, like, when's your next album coming? And I'm like, there's like uh, 17 albums <laughs> worth of music on Patreon right now and counting. So I am a little behind on songs, but I'm catching up very quickly now that I'm in one place. And so there's tons of music available there for people. So, so that's one thing about Patreon. And then thank you for this question. Yes, previous to everything shifting for all of us about two, two years ago, I was on the road full time for about four years, which for me, what that meant is I did not have a home. I called it being home free or home full because so many people offered their homes while I was on the road. And that was a good choice for me at that time, because as an independent artist, what I found happening was I'd, I'd rent a place. And as we all know, rents are going up so much all over the country. So I'd rent a place and then have to go on tour full time in order to pay for a place. And that was so counterintuitive. So I chose to just give up home altogether. I had a storage unit out in southeastern Missouri. That's a long story. And when things shifted and we went into these lockdowns, I traveled across the country while everyone was staying home. And I got my stuff from the storage unit because I knew I was going to need access to all this gear that I didn't need when I was touring, but I was going to need for doing online things. And I felt like but there was all kinds of fears. Like, what if I won't be able to cross the state border? What if I won't be able to get to my stuff? What if they shut down my storage? And it's all just the stories that we, we had in our heads about what was going to happen because there's so much unknown. So I got a moving truck and I moved all this stuff that I had, which is also merchandise product. I have, I don't know, 13 or 14 titles. And I usually, um, I, I order them a thousand at a time. So there's this joke that we have. I have a million seller. I have a million in my cellar. So when there's all this product and copies of things, I brought all those things to Arizona and I sheltered in place in Phoenix, which was the last place I wanted to be. I spent a summer in Phoenix. I do not recommend it to anyone and yeah. kept thinking uh, maybe, maybe in the next six months, we'll be able to start doing shows. And then I thought, you know, I don't even want to plan shows because the kind of shows I do take six months in advance to promote so I don't want the rug ripped out from underneath me again. So I, I went through this process like so many of us artists did. What, should I stay or should I go? Should I, should I plan? Should I not? Should I sit put? Should I try to travel? You know, all these different things. And it finally became clear to me that things were going to be really dicey for a while. So I chose to just do the online concerts. 
And I spent two years in Phoenix, couch surfing, relying on the kindness of, of friends and a friend who was moving out of his house. So I, I was able to stay in his house for six months. It was like an empty house where I slept on the floor. And, I, and then I went to my studio every day and I worked so that I could keep creating content for my fans. So it's been a really challenging time not having a place, not having grounding, always wondering what's next. Not quite as stressful in some ways as the road, but still not with a solid place that I would call home. Mm -hmm. And that all changed, I'd say about six months ago when I started looking at uh, Washington State as a possible home because I found my true soulmate and that's where he is. And so we went through a process of looking at what was right and what was going to work best. I I'm here now on Whidbey Island in Washington State. I love it here. I spent the last 10, 15 years hovering around Arizona being sort of a desert uh, goddess, and I have missed the water. And this place, Laura, is, I call it the land of the mermaids and fairies because we are surrounded by water. We're on an island, a pretty small island, take about an hour to drive from the bottom to the top. Um, You can't go very far without hitting water. And there are, there's moss and ferns and trees and succulent plants and flowers and the ocean and just the different um, quality, the quality of air is so much better than in Arizona. So I feel so lucky and I landed in the place where I meant to be. It was a process, of course, in the deciding of it. And then, of course, moving (laughs) I decided I was going to move right when the gas prices hiked. So this is like the worst time to be moving. Now, mind you, I didn't have a lot of things because of my lifestyle the last 20 years. I, I don't own a bed or a sofa or a table or furniture. The things that I have are memorabilia and costumes, outfits, um, books, mm-hmm. and of course, a lot of merchandise, art. There's all this art that I've had in storage forever that I didn't have walls to put them on. So yeah, it is a very big shift for me. It's the right move. As much as I miss the touring, I know it's, it feels like a maturity that I've reached Whereas before I wanted the excitement of the road, I wanted the next thing. I wanted to to go visit my friends. I wanted to perform. I wanted to try out this new song. I wanted to write a new song. All of that has been percolating and growing and being created over all this time. And now it's this maturity of, yes, the next thing is exciting. And let's create security and stability so that all all of these things that I have created can turn into something that supports me you know let the songs let the creation support you celia instead of having to recreate the wheel every single day every single second every single minute of your life and i didn't have that opportunity before honestly if if we had not gone through this big shift and the lockdowns the shutdowns the 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 world stopping i'd probably who's to say who, who knows i'd probably still be out there doing that and working myself into the ground instead of grounding myself so that the work means something. Yeah. And, you know, I cannot help being as we are on a pagan show, on a pagan network, and uh, <laughs> speaking with a witch, I cannot help but think about how you were moving so much into air and fire 
as elements and you were doing the air and fire things. And now that you are in love, you are on the water and earth side of the pentacle, if you will. And of course, it makes sense that you're on water because you're in love, because you're loving, because you're being loved. And I am personally thrilled that you have a partner out of all people that deserve love in the world, everybody deserves love in the world. But I think you give so much love to this planet that I am thrilled, my dear friend, that you have a companion. And that is a very happy reason for which you move. And the fact that you love the place where you are and obviously your companion, uh, it makes me happy. I mean, you know, it makes me very, very happy that you're there. And especially that also you are having the work and all everything that you have produced over the years now work for you. I mean, it's a very wise way to move. And I think it's a shift that everybody went through mm. throughout the last two years. You know, everybody reevaluated and rethink, rethunk. Anyway, <laughs> you know, their 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 possibilities and everybody's working smarter. And as I said before, you know, let's not go back to normal. Let's go to new and better. And it here's an example of how you go to new and better. But I know you're still going to consider live performances, right? So, yes. <laughs> so what are some, if, if any, that you have planned for the near future? Or you're still mm. settling down this year and maybe we're going to see you the next what what's going on on that fantastic question a question i've been asking myself a lot lately as well what's next right uh where are we where have we been and what's next um so just a, just a side note before i before i do that my my sweetheart and i share the same birthday i which, i saw that <laughs> yeah which is we call each other twinsy and there's some really wonderful pieces that allow us to relate together in a way that I haven't experienced before. And the road, I've, I've been on the road and I've been touring and making music for 20 plus, maybe almost 30 years now. And relationships have been really challenging for me. I've met wonderful people. I've had wonderful experiences and it, nothing ever really felt truly right. So that everything coming into this convergence for me right now with things falling into place what I'm doing now is focusing on the business end of the career. The way I've been, the metaphor I've been using is it's like the, I've been on this ship, this is my ship, and it's still seaworthy and I've been able to make it work, but the, because I have to drop everything, used to have to drop everything and do shows, these leaks would have to be patched in the ship, and I would, wasn't able to patch the ship fast enough, but I was still trying to keep it floating, so this is a time to really shore things up patch the holes in the ship, patch the leaks. For example, I know I'm not getting the monetary um, uh, remuneration from my streaming. I know that I'm hard to find because I dropped my last name and there's a Latino Celia out there that people see her picture and hear my music. There's things like that. Yeah, <laughs> we're, on, we're on Zoom and I see her face now. <laughs> yeah, so these are the things I just have not been able to work on because uh, I've been so distracted with doing shows. So back to your question about doing shows, I want to. 
I'm not quite sure how to do that. And this, this is the, this is where I really have to rein myself in because I just want to do it just like I always did. And this is where the maturity comes in. And this is where Mm -hmm. the reason and the, the wisdom comes in. I know that if I take on a new project right now, I'll go back into the same pattern of the things I was doing before which was, oh, new project, new project. And, you know, I don't know if you're like me or if anybody out there listening is like me where new project, you know, especially if I'm drinking coffee, <laughs> like I think I can do anything. And I, I take on a new project, like, yeah, no problem. And then I realize in my sobriety of no coffee the next day, just what I've done. And now all of the details of the planning and all of the things you do not plan for that come up that take you back another week or take you down a rabbit hole of, oh my gosh, we can't do that till these six things are taken care of. That, I I call that being a victim of my own optimism. And I have all kinds of projects that I wanna do. I have the Trestlefoot Fairy Puppet that I want to make to start doing YouTube comedy with her and other comic characters. The whole comedy part has just really been put aside for now. There's albums that I want to put out there. Like I have a whole concept album called Play, which is going to be more of my fun songs. Like we need more men in kilts and the laundry fool song and the coffee song, um, the coffee chant. And so that's a project. And then there's the Roots and Wings project that I want to do, which is going to be more about earth trees and fairies because I have a lot of songs with those themes so there's all these projects that are just sort of percolating there and I I have to be wise get into my everyday goddess wisdom self I'm getting more into the mother crone stage of my life and say okay yes there will be time for that but now first first things first let's make sure that our ship is ship worthy or is that the right word is sail worthy is um is worthy it's it's intact it's it has the container will actually hold all of what I want to put into it. Yeah. So back, I I know I'm, I'm going, you asked me at the time and I'm building you a clock, but um, what I I really want to share about the live concerts is I'll probably start locally here on the Island and Seattle's really close. And I know I have fans in the area and you know, there's Oregon real close by. So probably won't go far because I'm also aware, keenly aware of how touring has affected my romantic relationships in the past. And for the sake of really building a strong romantic partnership and relationship that is also um, worthy and safe in that container, I am doing things to invest in that and support myself and my partner and the family dynamic. So there's, there's three kids. I inherited three bonus kids in this relationship. And that's meaningful to me and to invest in the household and building something strong altogether is really valuable to me in a way now than I never saw it before. So live shows, nothing planned. Definitely wanting to start think about that in the works. The first step is for me to create a studio space here that's that's mine. Uh-huh. I'm Uh, I don't have that quite yet. I'm kind of bouncing around in different spaces. And that is part of that container, like creating that groundedness in that container and knowing the value of that now in a way that I never really, really valued before. Yeah. And, and those, all of us know you and you are one of those artists that is really open. I mean, you share a lot of your heart with us and I'm sure everybody is going to be understanding and supporting, you know, because of the art that you do. We love you. We love you because of you. And 
we understand, I, I'm hearing all the reasons and all the important hats that you're going to be wearing now. And you said it yourself, you know, more onto the mother crone aspect and to be an instant mom, <laughs> you know, or, or to have this family dynamic, like, yeah, we get it. And you have to take care of your relationship. Yes, we get it. And we cannot, we as an I, I cannot wait for the music and the lyrics that will come from this nurturing family, love, lover, companionship that is happening. Like I cannot wait because I know the songs are gonna be something else. So we all support you and we will continue supporting you. We will continue going to Patreon and continue to go to the online concerts and we will wait. And if we have to go see you where you are, then we will do that. You know, <laughs> then then we will be the ones that are touring to go see you. But I know your your listeners love you very, very much and will continue supporting you. And, you know, what, what else can we do to support you, Celia, besides the Patreon, obviously? Oh, that's such a sweet question. Well, you know, the way to support artists is by sharing us in a lot of ways that does make a big difference. So, you know, even on social media, tagging a friend who you think might enjoy a particular song or sharing the songs on your page. There's so many ways that we can share music now. And then, you know, in, there's a term in the music industry, especially in the independent artist music industry, uh, called a super fan. And a super fan is somebody who really stays with you through your whole career, loves what you do, shares what you do with other people, and helps you create more fans or opens a door for you in a way that you hadn't expected before. And I have so many wonderful super fans out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you who have stayed with me all this time and have shared me with your friends and have helped to maybe open the door to a new festival that I can perform at or a new organization and like you to invite me to be on your show and to continue to support things. I mean, I know that if I ask you to share something, you will. So I guess be preemptive about that and, and, and never assume that the artist who looks successful has it all figured out. <laughs> you know, that my mother actually said to me when I was doing these online concerts, she, she had a conversation with me after one of them. She said, the way you present yourself, see, it looks like you're all together and you don't need our help. And I thought, wow, thanks for that feedback. Cause I surely do. And it is a really interesting position to be in because as a, an artist who is there to hold space for others to feel, to hold space for others to experience, to listen, to be affected by the music, we do need to be somewhat musician magicians. It is our job to go on stage and be caregiving. It's not cool for us to go on stage and puke our crap all over you guys. It's our job to help you experience and express what you're experiencing and expressing. I'm just channeling it. So to go on screen or even on stage and uh, be uh, in a victim consciousness or something like that, that's, that's part of the job. You don't do that. And it's part of the job to present as 
uh, and energy and to present as if everything is okay, even if sometimes it's not. If I want to wail and weep and be in pain and, and cry, the stage is not the place to do that. That would be overindulgent. So sometimes I'll take it to the extreme and we have to put on, in a way, an act. We are an act. Mm-hmm. And so I've really tried to dance with being authentic, right? But also not overindulgent. So as a result of that place, it might look like I have my stuff together all the time. That's what Facebook does, right? We mm-hmm. see everybody with their the best meal that they just presented. And oh, here I am looking at the sunset. And here's my cute little dog. Like, we don't put the stuff on there. Well, sometimes we do, but then usually that becomes overindulgent. You know, we see people in their best selves and their captions of their best selves. Mm-hmm. And believe me, every time I put a selfie out there on social media, it took at least three to 10 different <laughs> pictures to choose the one that's, that I'm actually going to feel okay with putting out there. So there's authenticity. And then there's also raising the energy so that we can be larger than life to help inspire. So there's that dance between those two things. And I've now already forgotten what you've asked me, but um, how do you support? Yeah, do not assume that just because it looks like we have it all together that we do. Do not assume that because we offer a free concert, it means that we can. <laughs> we yep. want to be generous. And that's, I was for the pandemic, for the whole, oh, I said the word again, for that whole year, <laughs> that whole first year, I made concerts free access, um, pay what you want. Mm -hmm. And then I also got feedback from other people saying you're being way too generous. And so what I've started doing is creating a minimum amount and like $10 and up um, or $15 or more so that people really value what we're putting out there. And I get that some people can't afford it and they still need the music and I don't want to withhold from them. But I also, as an artist, want to be honored for all the time, the hard work, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the vats of it that it takes to do what we do, the sacrifices. I have sacrificed so much and it almost seems normalized to me what I've sacrificed. Yeah. And as I've looked at what I've sacrificed, I, I really do want to be honored for those sacrifices. So support your artists, find a way, Venmo, Patreon. Um, people send me checks in the mail sometimes and it, it stuns me and I feel so grateful, so, so grateful for those, those gifts. And so if everyone did that for every artist that they care about and they like and that they want to support, it would make a big difference. So yeah. there's, there's my very long, long, um, maybe oversharing answer. <laughs> but you know what? It is to me, very important that people see this part of the artist and it's not like, oh my God, poor me, poor me. It's not like that, but it's like we're human and we were also affected by the, you know what? And we were also affected by all these changes and the touring and the this and that and the other. And the truth of the matter, I will say this until I die, folks. I'm sorry if I'm repeating. I don't care. I do what I want. This is my show. when we were in the thick of uncertainty, there was one thing and one thing only that kept us all sane-ish, and it was art. Every single one of us turned to music, to movies, to videos, to TikTok, 
to creation, to creativity, every single one of us kept the spirit because of art. Mm. So now that we have, thank you, goddess, survive. I know we lost a lot of people, but all of us who have survived, give back. Invite your favorite artist a cup of coffee, go into their Patreon, buy their stuff, share, share, share. And, and I am, as I am social media, you know, you all know I live on social media unapologetically because that's where I do make my living as well. Mm -hmm. Share, 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 share. <laughs> and if you think you sharing too much, you're not. Because I have Celia Farren, people asking me, oh, so are you a tarot reader? <laughs> So no, you have not shared enough. Keep mm -hmm. sharing, keep sharing, and, you know. Th there's a little mantra that I learned along the way, which is like, comment, tag, share, like, comment, tag, share, like, comment, tag, share. And what we're really being affected by in the realm of social media, and I'm sure you could speak to this, is algorithms. Yep. And there was a day when, you know, all your friends saw all your stuff and that is not the case anymore. So like I've had people come to me and say, are you still making music? I'm like, are you out of your freaking mind? <laughs> yeah, like what else? <laughs> I mean, have you not seen me posting? Like, really? Yep. Um, so, and and there's a, there's a, I think there's a balance because when I first started using social media, I was sharing all about my music, all about my career, all about where you can get stuff, you know, it was promoting, promoting, promoting. And then I somewhere along the way, maybe took a course or saw something on YouTube to say, no, stop doing that because people are going to get kind of annoyed with you really develop relationships with people, let them get to see who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, what you believe in, and give them some inspiration. What, how can you inspire, connect, and create relationship and tribe? I call it tribe. And I shifted from, here's this new song, here's, what, here's where you can get this for half off, da, 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 da. And like, no, this is who I am and this is what I believe in. Who are you and what do you believe in? And how can we take who we are together to raise each other up? And I did do that. I really don't share that much so much about the next song that I've written and whatnot. I could probably get to more balance around that and share some of those things too. It's it's a challenge because when you are in the public eye and you're a public figure, you're bordering on narcissism, right? And, and authenticity, like where, where's the balance in between those things? Uh, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I need you to pay attention to me because I need to eat. And here's this wonderful thing I want to share with you. So these are the, I don't know, maybe you could speak to that and how that is for you. I think honestly that, this came to me, this phrase came to me a while ago <clears throat> and I posted on social media. Sorry. Sorry, I'm clearing my throat on a podcast. Ay, Dios mío. Forgiven. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, I tried to be, I hurt myself trying to be perfect. Did you say you heard or hurt? Hurt, hurt. 
I, got I hurt myself trying to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So I decided to be authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think people connect with authenticity. Like you say, you know, you're not going to be on a soapbox of I'm a victim, but you're also not going to be um, selling this wonderful product that has no flaws. You know, as a human, you're a human. You share your humanness. And I think in social media, you can share your humanness as an artist, as a creative, as a healer or whatever you do. But then when you're working, then you're working. You know, because like people ask me sometimes, like, why you get so serious when, when you're teaching? And I'm like, because I'm teaching, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and when I'm on social media, I'm just me and I will be doing goofy stuff or I will, I will, the only time that I, and though I love the word, the only time I use the word that I'm going to use now is when I say fuck fat phobia. I try not to use that word on social media anymore, you know, just cuss. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's worthy when I say fuck fat phobia because it really you know affects me and that's my authenticity you know and and but then I when I'm working and if I'm in the middle of teaching a class about meditation and grounding and this and that I'm not gonna just randomly say phobia because like there is no place for that so for folks to understand that yeah we might be on social media but we're not angels we're not buddha we're we're humans you know and i think people connect more with that than with something that is to polish or to rehearse and you certainly have in my opinion for, seen from this side i think you have a very healthy balance on your on your socials because you do talk about your music but you also talk about your personal life but you also talk about current events and you said it earlier, and I don't want to uh, not say this, algorithms are the death of us. Because I don't know if you know, if you click on your artists, you will see more of them. So if you see them going on through your, through your feed, click it. Click a like or, or put a heart or something. So that way you can keep seeing it. Because otherwise the algorithm will take them away. That's right. You know, it, it's just ridiculous. And it's, I think it has to do with A, they want to sell us their stuff. And B, there's so many of us. Yes. So it has to be hard to kind of like keep seeing what you want. So whenever you see something about Celia, share and like, and this very announcement of this uh, podcast, you know, share, it, it has our name. So the algorithm will keep bringing her back to you and then you can find new stuff. Celia, as always, it has been a wonderful pleasure to have you on the show. I, I'm just being aware of the time right now. And um, as we have already established, I do what I want. So I'm gonna play two songs at the end of the show. Of course, I'm gonna play Unconditional Roses because that is the most beautiful song ever written. And if you haven't listened to it, you have to and give those roses to you. Mm -hmm. And the second song that I'm going to play, obviously, is The Crone Collects Bones. So I'm going to play those two at the end of the show. And at this moment, I want you to, I want to give you the microphones so you can say, if I haven't asked you anything important, say it, but also to say goodbye to your audience. Oh, thank you. It's always so good to connect with you. 
Thank you. I feel like I can be authentic with you, and that's a real gift. So thank you, Laura. I would say, let's see, um, to find me on social media, Celia Farron, F-A-R-R-A-N, that's F as in Frank. Mostly I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and I have a page on Facebook called Celia Farron Music and Comedy Page. And then also I have two profiles because Facebook only lets us have 5,000 friends. So if you feel moved to friend me, feel free on either Celia Farron or Celia T. Farron. And my website is celiaonline.com. I'm on YouTube. Just look me up, Celia Farron. Um, and then if you go to YouTube, you'll find my channel by going to celiaonline.com. You have to just spell the D-O-T. Where else? Um, Patreon. I would just love it if each and every one of you out there hearing this would go and at least donate $1 and then donate more per month and you get a whole lot more stuff. So patreon.com slash Celia Farron. And feel free to reach out to me. I am very accessible. Um, I don't have a manager, somebody who, who handles me. I try to handle me the best I can. So feel free to reach out. I will respond probably within 48 hours. So that's one of the great things about independent artists is we're, we're real people and we will, um, we will answer your questions and connect with you and be grateful if you have something to say about how you appreciated a song or what we're offering. So that's always a wonderful, wonderful thing. And just thank you to you, Laura, and all the people out there who are liking, tagging, commenting, and sharing and spreading the good word when you find something good and sharing it with other people that my tagline is, please, please share me. Don't you hoard me. Don't you keep me all to yourself. <laughs> so, you know, come on, if you, if you see a good thing, share it. And that's not just me. That's all artists or, or information or something that feels resonates with you. It's going to resonate with somebody else that you love. So please, please take one extra second, one extra click, one extra typing of a name for a tag and share us. So thank you all for listening. And thank you, Laura, for supporting me. And I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who listened. I have to let you know, though, uh, over 700 hours on this uh, CSMP, the Circle Center in podcast, we have Nature Mystic and Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. We have Circle Talk with Deborah Rose. We have Moon Magic with David and Janet Ewing. We have Blue Marble with Charbert. We have Paganos del Mundo with a whole team of uh, Spanish and Portuguese speaking collaborators. And we have Lunatic Mondays. Lunas Lunaticos with yours truly. To Celia Ferran, thank you for giving me back my soul when I thought I've lost it. Thank you for writing Unconditional Roses. Thank you for being you. And thank you for being on this show. I cannot ever express in words how much I love you and how much I wish the whole world knew your music because it's truly medicine. And to every single one of you who is listening, uh, we will join next week. And until we see each other again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye. Don't mean to talk.
during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.